0: Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is episode 34 of Coaching Connections. On today's episode, I have a very special uh, treat for you guys. We have Coach Robert Bell, a former standout in San Antonio basketball, won a state championship as a player, was an all-time leading scorer in the city for a moment, um, played Division I college basketball. He uh, spent some time as an assistant coach at McCollum High School under Coach Jerry Soto and uh, was just most recently at Brennan High School as an assistant and just got his first head coaching job at Clemens High School, so I'm extremely happy to have him on. We also have Coach Fabian, Coach Joseph Fabian, uh, who was my assistant for the last couple of years, an outstanding basketball pedigree. I am so excited to have him on. He just got his first head coaching job at Yorktown, um, and I I couldn't be more happy and proud of these guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode just as much as I did. This is episode 34 of Coaching Connections. Coach Bell, Coach Fabian, let's get after it. Thank you guys so much for, uh, taking some time out of your day to talk, uh, hoops and talk life and everything else in between. I appreciate you guys.
1: Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it for having me. Yeah, absolutely. This is is awesome. Appreciate it, coach.
0: You know, we have two, uh, former assistant coaches at McCullum at one time or another. Um, so, you know, this is a very fun and, and, and special, uh, episode for me. You know, I didn't work with Coach Bell, but, but he's a cowboy at heart. I know he is, so, uh. So I appreciate it. <laughs> so um, let's just talk a little bit about COVID right now. Um, what have you guys been doing to stay busy and stay active and, and kind of how's your life adjusted throughout all this?
2: i tell you, for me, man, it's, it's been a hassle. Uh, but we've been lucky enough, man, with, with getting this job, being able to still work out with the kids, uh, get in the gym with some of the players, meet some of the players and work them out. Uh so I've been have been lucky to have that luxury. As uh, far as me and the family, you, you know, a lot of family time, a lot of time with the kids, uh, developing and still working on basketball stuff, man, but really getting the, you know, getting this opportunity to start thinking about the program and what I'm going to do. And, you know, we started work uh, last week, so I'm already back, but, you know, just the summertime since spring break, just been able to fall back some with the family and and work out and and, and do some individual stuff. Uh, but that's about it, man. I'm trying to stay safe.
1: JD. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it, coming here so late into Yorktown, it uh, I haven't really had much of a chance to to meet a lot of the kids on the basketball side. Um, it being such a small town. A lot of the kids that play basketball uh, play football as well. So I've had a chance to, to kind of meet with them and we've been doing some football workouts, but um, since the COVID thing, it's really just been just hanging out with my, with my kid and, and, and my wife. Um, you know, my son was born during football season and going from football to basketball and, and uh, you know, coach Alrod and I have been doing a lot of basketball workouts. So I, I didn't have that time to really hang out with my kids. So it's, since the whole COVID thing, it's really just been spending as much time as I can with my son and, and, and hanging out with him and, and my wife, uh, you know, enjoying spending time with them. Because I know once once we get back to full swing, it's uh, I'm not going to really see him as much. So just trying to really enjoy that as much as I can.
0: So you're saying that we were in the gym too much? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, that's no.
1: never that's never the case. I, I'll, I'll spend every second in the gym. <laughs> that's, that's my second home. <laughs>
0: I'm getting a hard time, Coach. So let's talk a little bit about your childhood. Where did you guys grow up? You know what was that like? Did you guys have any influences in your life that would influence you towards coaching and want to be an educator?
2: Uh, yeah, man. I had I got several people, man. Uh, you know, I grew up single parent at home, just you know, me and my brothers with my mom. Uh, just along the way, I had a lot of good and uh, influences. You know, middle school coach, resting, resting heaven, coach uh, Callahan. Coach Brown, uh, Donnie Miller, y'all might see him around making some bad calls officiating, but he was one of my first uh, coaches, you know, that really pushed to try to get the best out of us. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, Coach Marquez at at Fox Tech was a big influence in my life. Uh, did a lot of things for me uh, to prepare me, you know, for college and beyond. So, you know, I'm very thankful for a lot of people that I had. Along the way to help me out,
0: Coach Fabian.
1: Yeah, for for me, uh, yeah, I was I was really really blessed um, to have the opportunity to be to be raised in a, in a coaching household. My uh, my dad coached uh, high school basketball for thirty plus years. Uh, he was a, he was a teacher, and so I, I spent every every second from the from the minute I could walk, I was in the gym uh, with him, and he he coached at a, a very good. Um, at the time, it you know, was a very good basketball program in Northwest Indiana, the in Chicago high school. And so as a, as a young kid going to the gym and seeing, seeing the the talent um, at a, on a daily basis, it was, it was like, uh, you know, it was like walking around, you know, hanging around, uh, you know, superstars for me. So seeing, seeing guys that went and played division one, some played pro basketball was, was awesome. So at a young age, I was, I was hooked. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, I, I always reflect back. My dad told me at a young age, you're not, you're not six five and you're slow. So you're not going to go pro. So you better figure something else out to do. And so from, from that moment, I was, I was hooked into wanting to coach to see, you know, to see the relationships that he had um, always going places and, and people that he knew coming back. And, and uh, you know, I remember you were this small and you know, your dad coached me and seeing all those, seeing all those experiences made me want to be, want, want to be a coach. So, uh, I was I was lucky to be in that environment. I was hooked from day one.
0: So you're not six five and you're slow apparently, Coach Bell. You're uh, not six five either.
1: You're like six six apparently.
0: Yes. And you weren't slow. Uh, talk a little bit about your playing journey. Uh, you know, high school. How did that go? Uh, and then college and so forth.
2: Well, you know, I had pretty pretty successful uh, high school career. Man, captaining off my senior year with a state championship. Uh, at the time, the leading score, uh, leading scorer in San Antonio history, uh, four-year letterman, a lot of good experiences. Uh, straight out of out of um, high school, went to Tulsa University, man, and, and from there, finishing finishing at UTSA, a lot of you know ups and downs, a lot of adversity. Uh, I remember going in my summer year, my first year into uh, Tulsa University, I had tour. Uh, my hamstring, Mm. so I was out for the first, you know, three to four months there, and then just spent a lot of time fighting back from injury, getting back in shape, uh, trying to find my way, you know, on the team. Um, and then from you know, here and there, just injury here, injury there, uh, really trying to fight. I felt that a lot of times, uh, started to slow me down, man. It was just hard. to started getting frustrated, just trying to get back from the injury, get back out there, show what you can do. And, you know, you keep getting held back by these setbacks. But uh, the college experience was fun, man. I met a lot of good people that I talked to today, a lot of friends, uh, still got a lot of relationship with the coaches. And, uh, you know, UTSA was good coming back, being able to spend that time with, with my mom again, because I had moved away for those two years. And then, uh, you know, just being here now, uh, I wish I still could play, you know, but the knees and the back and all that stuff is still – is not what it used to be. So, you know, I just coach and I look from afar.
0: <laughs> coach Fabian, uh, how did you guys uh, – how did you do as far as playing-wise in high school and, and so forth?
1: Um, I, I I was a two-year um, – a two-year letter at, at Highland High School in, uh, in Northwest Indiana. Um, the group of guys that I, that I got to play with in high school – we had been together since fourth grade, um, played a lot of AAU basketball together. So we had a we had great chemistry and we were we were one of the top um, top teams in, in the in it's the area is called the region. That's what they call. It, but uh, we have one of the top teams in our in our area, um, which at the time was was one of the one of the top high school uh, hotbeds for talent. Um, We had guys, uh, Robbie Hummel, Scott Martin, who both went to Purdue. Ethan Moore, who went to Purdue, who's uh, who's in the NBA. Luke Herringote, who went to Notre Dame. um, uh, Played against guys like Conley and Greg Oden. Um, So we we were playing against a lot of top talent. So for us to be able to uh, be one of the top teams in our area um, was was awesome. It was a lot of fun. And then uh, after... After high school, I went and played two years at Juco Basketball at Joliet Junior College, um, which was – I played both basketball and baseball, actually. And the basketball side of it was, was, it was a lot of fun. We had the opportunity to go to the uh, Junior College um, national, cha- uh, national Tournament, which was held in Delhi, New York, which is about an hour, hour or so from the Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, so we went and played up there and took second, and that was, a, that was an awesome experience. And then uh, from there, I went and continued to play baseball at uh, Ashford University out in Clinton, Iowa, where um, I had the opportunity to play basketball as well, but I was starting to fall behind in my academics from uh, being pulled in both directions. So I decided just to stick with one sport and and go with baseball. That's
0: good. So first time head coaches, right? Uh, let's talk a little bit about the excitement or the feelings that you have uh, behind that. You know, I'm excited for both of you guys. Uh, I've, known, I've known both you guys quite a while. And and, and seeing you guys grind it out. And so, so first, let me just say congratulations. I'm excited for you. Uh, but let me hear from you. You know, how do you guys feel? Man, I'm, I'm ecstatic, man. Uh, you know, it's long overdue. Uh, I just think this was a perfect
2: situation uh, for me right now. You know, I was, I was eager when I first started coaching to get, a, get a head coaching experience. But I'm, you know, I'm happy that it happened this way because I was able to, Grow, you know. I was able to learn stuff. If I would have got, if I would have got the first job that I applied for, you know, I don't think I would have been fit, fully ready to take on the responsibilities, you know. But, you know, God had a different plan. plan. He, 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 made it happen when it was supposed to. Uh, I think this is, you know, a perfect situation. I was in Buffalo in high school at Fox Tech. Now, I'm, you know, I'm a Buffalo now, coaching at Clemens. Uh, one of the good things is, and it puts me in a situation that I've always been in. My coaching career, you know, we right now we're on the uh, we're rebuilding pretty much. You know, they coming back from a season that they didn't do too well. Uh, you know, there's there's pieces there to develop and be able to compete. You know, and I'm always I always like those type of situations where I can come in and try to build something from the ground up and, and and put it out there as a product and 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 do well. So right now, you know, that's my whole. My whole mindset right now is just getting in there and starting from the ground up, man. Getting these players all on the same page, getting them, getting them playing, playing a certain way, a different level of IQ, just to be, just to be out there to compete with every and any and, and that's what really gets me going. I, I mean, I've been coaching for 14 years now, uh, and I have not yet had a Division One uh, kid on either, either either one of the teams. So. uh, and, and right now, who knows if that's going to happen? But I'm in a situation where we just we just going to build, man, and, and grind and and try to put something out there that's going to be successful, man. That's what I'm happy about.
1: Yeah, I'm. Uh, you know, I'm. I'm super excited to uh, to have the opportunity to come out here and coach. Um, uh, from what I've been told, and like I said, I haven't had opportunity to see, but I, um, I've been told that I'm walking into a good situation. I'm coming to a good situation. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of uh, potential. Some, some good pieces, a lot of athletic kids. Um, and just from what I've seen on the football side that they, uh, do play basketball as well, they are, they are super athletic. So I'm excited to get working with them. Um, I wish, that you know, I'm hoping that we get to play with the whole you know, COVID situation and, and the way that that's turning out. But I wish I had the opportunity to get in the gym board and then see, you know, where, where our strengths are going to be and where I need to work. But um, having the opportunity to coach here, it being a small town, I'm excited to have the opportunity to work with the middle school kids. Um, we'll have the opportunity to, to work with them in an athletic period. And so I can start right away, you know, getting them into my system and, and developing them and, and working on, uh, you know, working on the basic fundamentals and, and making sure that they're, they're working on what I want them to work on. So that when they, they hopefully get to me in a couple of years, we can continue to move forward and and, and be successful. But I'm, I'm super excited to, to start working with, with this group of young men that we have here. I've, I've been told a lot of good things, and I've talked to several people in the community, and they're, they're super excited for what the, the future is with the basketball program.
0: And uh, and both of you guys have good support systems. so I'm sure your families are both excited as well, huh?
2: Oh, definitely, man. Definitely. Wow. Everybody, you know, everybody, they know my journey, and, uh, and they know how, you know, how I've been turned down for, for jobs that I probably should have gotten. You know, and and uh, you know, just to finally see it come in into play, man. Everybody's excited. You know, the kids, and, and and you know, so it's just a whole whole big thing, man. I know, you know, when when I got the job, you know, Cody was excited over Brandon when he figured when he found out I got it, man. A lot of people just a lot of love on Facebook, phone calls, text messages. So uh, yeah, man, it's. Like I said before, man, this is a situation, you know, we're dealing with this this COVID uh, pandemic, but, man, I couldn't, I wouldn't want to have it any other way, man. All this adver- I, adversity is just, is, is what I live for, man. I'm excited to fight through it and see what comes out of
1: it.
0: Nice.
1: J.D., uh, your family the same yeah. way? Oh, yeah. My my, my wife has been uh, on board 100%. She's been fantastic. So I, I couldn't have asked for anything better. Um, you yeah, know, we – we went back and forth and you know, I was, I was very happy at McCollum. I, I loved the program we were building and um, I was hesitant to leave. And she, she made it very clear that what, you know, whatever was best for my coaching career and also the family, she was on board a hundred percent. So I was, I was very excited. And obviously, like I said before, my dad was a coach and, and he was excited because he, he was an assistant for 30 plus years and never had the opportunity to be a head coach. And that was always his dream. And <clears throat> to see me have the opportunity to, to become a head coach, he's excited to, to get down and, even though he's retired, he still has the itch. He he still wants to be in the gym every day. He was, you know, when when they come to town, he was in he was at every practice and and you know you could tell he still wants to be involved as much as possible. So I'm excited to have the opportunity for them to come down and um and and have my dad involved in and, and and coaching with me and helping me out along the way is is going to be is going to be awesome. So me, you know, it was, uh, I've got support from from a bunch of different people in the family, which is great.
0: Let me tell you what uh, uh Bobby. Uh, Mr. Bell, his, uh, J.D.'s dad has got so much basketball knowledge in his brain. It's ridiculous. Uh, he would come down every at the beginning of the season, and uh, and he'd just go to every practice and sit there and watch. And at the end of practice, he'd come, give us feedback. And, and uh, you know, and I remember one practice I, I really didn't even know was that. It might have been the first time I met him, first uh, couple times I met him. So uh, J.D. had football practice. He was in football still. And His dad showed up and I said, Hey, uh, uh, you know, JD's out in the football field. He goes, Yeah, forget football. I want to hang out here with you. I said, All right, that's, that's what I'm talking about.
1: Get <laughs> out
2: that yeah. sun, so- get that gym with that
1: AC. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's all about it. He's still, I, I give him a hard time because there's a couple jobs that open up back home. I'm like, I'll go apply for it, apply for it. And he, I may, I may apply for it. And My mom would lose her mind if he, if he tried to go back into coaching right now because this is. She's being a coach's wife. She she raised both of us and and uh, my brother and myself and and she always took a back seat, So now this is her time to travel and 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 relax. And she's like, I- I'll kill you if you go back into coaching. You go you, if you want to coach, we'll go visit JD and you, you can go coach there. But I said, this his dream. Let him let him go out and if he has the opportunity. Let him. No, I don't want him to. Said, All right, mom. Well. Um. So what
0: what does what does that feel like though, JD, to have that kind of resource and. And someone like your dad who never, uh, like you said, had the opportunity to become a head coach, but was still in the Hall of Fame over over in his area. So that's a, still a big deal. And like I said, a fountain of of knowledge that he has. So what, what is it like to be able to have that as a resource?
1: Uh, it's it's awesome. I love it because after every, every game, every practice, I'm always picking his brain. But uh, it definitely has this downside too because he may tell you some stuff that you don't want to hear you know, he may he may question a decision I make or whatnot, but at, at the end of the day, it's uh, I I couldn't have asked for a better situation because everybody that I've talked to has told me over the years that my dad is a very intelligent basketball mind. He's a great coach, and at a young age, I didn't want I didn't want to hear because he coached me and he he coached me harder than anybody he's ever coached. Um, and, you know, and I look back at that and I and I and I appreciate the hell out of that and I and I, I love him for it. At the time, I didn't want to hear it. Um, but now, you know, reflecting back, I see how much basketball knowledge he truly has and, and to be able to pick his brain and 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 just have another mind. It's, you know, it's – as a head coach, it, you can't put a price on somebody who has that much basketball knowledge to be able to say, hey, what do you think in this situation? What do you see here? You know, you, you can only look at so much when there's 10 guys on the court. Uh, to have another set of eyes during a game to be able to, you know, bounce ideas off of it and ask questions is, uh, you know, is invaluable.
0: Uh, Robert, what about you? Um, you know, who are some coaches that, that, that you look up to as mentors, people that you can turn to and talk to?
2: Well, you know, I talk to uh, – I still talk to Coach Marquez to this day. You know, I, he, he was very influential in, you know, the interviewing process. And, and uh, so anytime I got any advice, I, I talk to him first. Uh, and i just i talked to a lot of guys i was lucky enough man to work with some some good coaches man i still talk to uh cody you know every day and any question I, I got i run by him uh soto you know i still talk to soto and and you know whenever we, we discuss some defense or anything that we you know anything that, that i i might remember from when in the time i was with with these individuals i call them up and you know ask questions still man because I tell people every day, man, I <laughs> I don't know everything and ne- never will I know everything. So I'm still still a student as I'm teaching. I'm still going to be a student man. I got I got to make sure I master and learn everything before I can deliver it to the kids. So I'm always, you know, I want to I want to bring it to them 100 percent. I don't want to have any. Uh, Well, maybe no, there's no babies. Everything got to be legit, got to be 100 percent. So I'm not afraid to reach out, man, and, and talk to people when I need to. But. Those three individuals are the ones that I really lean on a lot when I got you know questions. Or even just to chop stuff up, you know, just to throw some ideas at them and see what they think about it. You know, we we we'll debate. You know, me and me and Cody debate all the time about stuff. You know, we have different views on stuff, but at the end of the day, we come we come together on one accord when it's about the children, man, and doing the best for for them in the program.
0: It's always good to have those people to to kind of bounce back and ideas on and lean on when you, when you have some questions. Uh, you know, I still, like, I still talk to Soto, even though I never worked with him, but he and I yeah. are still close enough to call and talk about these things. And Or, or Reggie Olendyke, who I talk to all the time. Or or even yeah. Coach Fabian. You know, I told him, even even though he's got this new job uh, and he's not working on our staff anymore, you know, we have this long thread of basketball sets that we see something like, hey, check this out. I said, uh, this, hey. is, uh, this is still part of your job, man. You still got to hook me up and, and vice versa.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. It's... Other coaching responsibilities. Yeah. Network, man.
2: Network. Keep those build yeah. relationships, man. Build relationships that last for a lifetime.
0: You know, you talked about state championship, Robert, you know, and, and all-time leading score in San Antonio history at one point. Uh, obviously, you no know, records are meant to be broken, so it was broken. But just talk about some of your, your memories in high school. You know, some things that stick out in your mind, especially from that championship run.
2: Man, that's that's it, man. That 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 championship, man, is it, still is still talked about today, man. And and you know, you see post on Facebook, I run into people at different places, and they say, hey, man, are you uh, such and such? Uh, did you play for I'm like, yeah, oh, man, I remember that that championship run, man. I remember. There's some people I run into, man, and they talking to me, and they ask me, do I know Robert Bell, you know, who played on that nice championship team? And I said, hey, I am Robert Bell. <laughs> yeah. You talking to him, right? But, uh, <laughs> man, that's one of my fondest memories, man. Just thinking about, you know Coach Fabian talked about, you know, him and his guys coming up a long way from, you know, elementary, you know, me and Lenny Brown, we we went to elementary together, middle school, high school. And then we met some of those guys, you know, some guys came along in middle school and, and then we got a couple guys through uh, in high school, but, you know, being able to have those relationships coming all the way up, you know, me and Lenny got a bond that we still share now, you know, Sean and, and, and Charlie and, and all those guys, man, we, we still, you know, to this day, you know, we, we, we still, Talk about us 97, 20, over 20 years ago, uh, the memories we had in hotels, you know, memories of when we went down to Mission and played in the tournament down there, and all the fun we had outside of basketball, uh, you know, and just all the silly stuff that we did as kids, man, through that process, you know, the ups and downs, the games we lost, you know, the games that we won, the games that, you know, we still remember the, the, the biggest moments of everybody else's. Career, you know, playing at Fox Tech and and uh, you know those things, man. Like I don't, I don't know if that's ever going to get old. You know, we we can talk about to this because it's never been done at, at Fox Tech. You know, uh, we were the first ones to do it, probably the last ones to do it. The way things are looking, uh, so you know, I was just, I'm just gonna keep, that, I'm just gonna keep that that memory forever, man. And it's, I, I still, I still, you know, I still post videos on on, on high school clips doing that run.
0: Yeah. I've seen them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, probably every time they come back up, I'll share them again, man. Yeah. You know, um, you know, but just thinking back, you know, it's funny you say that, and Coach Fabian probably agree with me here. Uh, I mean, you scored a whole lot of points. I mean, to be the all-time leading scorer for a city, uh, the eighth largest city in the country at that, right? Um, you know, at one point to have that record. But the memory you remember is the state championship with your teammates and those – that bond and those memories, I mean, I mean, that speaks volumes to, towards uh, what's really important in basketball and sports, in sports, period. Yeah, man, I, you know, like you said, records are meant to be broken.
2: It was broke the next year by Devin Brown, you know, and before I even knew, you know, I, that was never a thought in my mind. They started talking about it in the newspaper. They brought it up to me and I was like, oh, wow. You know, my, my whole objective was was to win. You know, and that that's what coming into middle school, coming from middle school, uh, that was our whole objective. You know, me and a couple of my teammates were like, we're going to Fox Tech, you know, so we got a chance to play four years of varsity. And I think that was, uh, you know, a, a big part of us being able to bring it home our senior year. That that, those four years put together, man, with, with that group of guys that we had, we had such a chemistry on and off the court that it was inevitable what was going to happen at the end of that 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 basketball season.
0: Anything to say to that, Coach Fabian, just the concept of of um like like we said, you know, he had the record with the state championship and that bond is what really sticks out.
1: Um yeah I, I still keep uh I still keep in contact with all the guys that I played high school basketball with. Um we we always reflect back on on all the tournaments that we went to um have an opportunity to travel to indianapolis and kentucky and uh vegas um you know we've traveled all over the place and have that you know we always reflect that it's never rarely is it game it's always you know how we acted in the hotel and, and the memories of you know some of the some of the stuff that the coaches used to say to us and, and um you know, how we how we how we were messing around in Vegas. Like we, we lost in Vegas the first year we went there. So we pulled an all-nighter before we flew back, which was a terrible idea. Laughing at stuff that we did. Is, uh you
0: know, everyone
1: and they started speaking French in the middle of the game. And we didn't know what, you know, we 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 had trouble with them because we couldn't understand what the heck they were saying. So that uh, we ended up losing that game by 15, but that that was something we'd never seen before. So we always laugh reflect back and laugh at that. But yeah, it's it's we still I still have great relationships with the guys that I played high school ball with, um, and a couple guys that I played college ball with, and it's you know those are those are relationships that you'll never lose. Uh,
0: Coach Bell, yes sir. You no, know, a state championship coming out of San Antonio is rare, right? And um, during your era, you had two teams from San Antonio within two years to do it. And, and so the news just released this this video about the ninety five East Central Hornets and uh and they were pretty good, you know, undefeated. They're scoring like two hundred points a game, it looked like. Um, you know, and two years later, you no, know, you guys go and do the same thing, same classification. Um so I'm just gonna ask you straight up, you know, if you guys would have match up ninety seven Fox Tech Buffaloes versus the uh ninety five East Central Hornets, who wins that game? Yeah.
2: I just said this before, man. We had this conversation plenty of times. Uh, but I'm gonna go with them Fox Tech Buffaloes, man. I really thought, I really think that that we definitely had the pieces and the in the and the firepower to, to get it done. You know, my wife is a a hornet. She was there during that time. <laughs> uh, she probably I hate to hear me say this, but she knows the truth. I just think, man. Games about matchups, you know. I watched I watched Essential a lot that year. Uh standing by way, still to this day is one of my favorite players out of San Antonio. But I felt that, you know, as far as matchups problems, they they had some issues guarding us. They would have some issues guarding us. You know, they pressed the whole game. We love we love to get pressed because that was easy buckets on the back end, especially with me hitting the ball in the backcourt, you know, seeing over everything and just throwing you know, I threw a lot of four court passes to Sean for dunks against teams that that pressed us. So I saw, I see a lot of easy buckets. Uh, I figured, you know, a lot of matchups you can even them out. But when it came to me, I figured I feel that they would have uh, a hard time guarding me. You know, so that I think that was the X factor. Our guards were tenacious, so they would they would defend. I think they would contain, do a good job containing essential Central guards. Uh, defensively, man, we, we just we just locked in. That was one of our strong suits. So if we can get stops, like, you know, some some teams gave East cents run for their money. They just end up pulling out at the end. But I think if you go with that 95 team at that time against our 90-17, uh, we get the job done. We get the job done.
0: And you guys were holding teams for uh pretty low scoring, those teams that used to score in the 90s and 100s. When you were oh, yeah. up, you would hold them to about 50, 60, huh?
2: Yeah, man, I like championship the semifinals game right before the finals, uh Dallas Lincoln against Houston Wheatley, man. Still one of the best games I've seen to this day. High scoring game, man, a lot of a lot of energy in the crowd, uh, a lot of energy on the court. You know, that game was in the high 90s. And uh, you know, they come next day, you know, they try to bully us in the locker room, they beating on our door, they chanting all this Dallas stuff, and you know, my guy Willie Davis, who 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 went there, we good friends. Uh, you know they 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 really thought that they had us. You know we came out and that next day, man, they only scored 58 points. You know we shut them down almost 40 points difference that next day because we defended. We really took you know the coaches really instilled in us when Coach Marquez took over defensive concepts. You know so we was doing uh, shell drill way before teams was doing shell drill. You know we understood we we really locked in and every individual took it personally to defend their man and make sure we there to help when our def- – when our, our teammates get beat, man, and, and we took pride in that, man. I think that's what got – you know, that's really uh, – you know, that's really we got the job done, man, because if we didn't play defense, Dallas and Lincoln, they had athletes. They had numbers. They had size. They had everything they needed. We just – we just had a little bit more, man, when it came down to buckling down defensively. And they didn't play defense like we did. Yeah. So we were able to score, but we was able to stop them on the other end.
0: So, so what you're saying is the biggest, the biggest things for you guys would be to beat the Eddie Central team is that y'all buckled down defensively and and having a six foot six Robert Bell seeing over the press. Those, those are the two biggest things. Huh?
2: Even in the half court set, man, you know, it wasn't a lot of people, you know, back then that was six six that was handling the ball. Outside the three-point line, shooting threes, attacking the rim like I was. You know that 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 started to change. You know we had we had a few, but it wasn't a lot. You know from my freshman year playing the five, you know to going to to the four three. You know my sophomore year, then playing more four three two four three two one. You know those positions just changing up whenever uh, coach coach called it. But you know I caused a matchup problem for a lot of people because I can play many different positions. You know, if they put a guard on me, I take them down in the post. Yeah. If they put a big man on me, I bring them outside and, and go by him You know, if they try to play in the paint, I shoot the jump shots. So, you know, it was a matchup problem for a lot of people. Uh, and that's why I was able to get a lot of easy buckets and it didn't hurt that I had, you know, uh, Lenny Brown and those guys who were able to knock down shots and, and give me easy buckets as well, you know? So, yeah. uh, it was just a whole. It was just a whole team team deal, man. Where everybody did their part, man. We were like, no one was selfish. You know, everybody was looking out for the for the other man and, and team over individual was 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 our concept, man. And you know, and and, and from my coaching, you know, that's what I try to instill in, in my players. The same thing that we did as high school players is what I try to instill in all my teams. Same same stuff.
0: And then you end up working with a guy like Jerry Soto who's the same way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Way. And, yeah. And Jerry, like he was the one, man. He like he was real big on defense, man. And so every practice and stuff, we really, you know, we really talked about that. We really we, we went over, we drilled it every day in practice. Uh so I started to, you know, he taught he he actually taught me a lot of the stuff that I, I teach now. You know. Uh so He's big on that man, and big on team. Like I said, we never had any individuals. We we, we didn't have any Division One guys, so we had to do it as a team, you know. And, and and that's where they come with, man. That's where it come from. San Antonio Spurs get it done. Same way a lot of those teams is trying to figure it out now. They do. It's all about team. It's not about the individual. It's about the team.
0: That's good. I'm glad you're saying that from a former all-time leading scorer. Who understood the team concept, which is why you guys were able to win a state championship. You could have been selfish, right? I could have averaged more points, man. But I was, I was uh, second leading in assists. <laughs> nice.
2: Second leading in assists, man. By by tens, you know. I think it was like five nine, five point nine. I I averaged five point six or something like that.
0: You know, yeah. uh, just for those that are that don't know Robert Bell, I told him I was going to ask that question, and so he. He answered it how he answered it, but he's a very humble guy. I don't think that he thinks he's the biggest mismatch problem in the world. Coach, oh, no. very humble, but he's right. I mean, you don't, you don't score that many points if you don't cause a lot of mismatches. I just wanted to clarify that, No, Coach? Yes, yes,
2: yes.
0: Um, random question. Uh, top three basketball movies of all time for you guys. Top three favorite. I'll say favorite. I don't have to be the best of all time. Everybody's got a different opinion.
2: Coach Carter. Damn. Sunset Park.
0: What time is
2: it? <laughs> oh, basketball, basketball. He got game. He got game. That's another one. That I can just come off the top. Yeah.
1: Yeah, those are – being from Indiana, I got to go Hoosiers. is one of, my, one of my all-time favorites. I'd be
0: surprised uh, if you didn't you I
1: Basketball movies. I can watch that movie. Um, I – One of the movies growing up as a, as a young kid, one of the movies, for whatever reason, that was in my, in my dad's coaching office, the only VHS that that they had in there, whenever we were, whenever we were done playing basketball and they were still practicing, my dad would have me go, go sit in the office and we, I'd watch blue chips. So blue chips was always one of my favorite, uh, my favorite basketball movies. Um, Penny. Man, Yeah. I I could, watch. that's another movie I could watch, you know, whenever it's on, I'll lose the remote. Um, And I'm, yeah, probably Coach Carter is a good one. There's, there's a, there's a lot of good basketball movies, but definitely Hoosiers and and uh, uh, those are my top two for sure.
0: And maybe a Coach Carter. Those are good movies, man. You know, um, we Uh-oh. lost Coach Bell. Look at that.
1: uh Oh,
0: he he had froze his face froze for a second. Um.
1: Yeah, I didn't know if it was me or. It was
0: him. Yeah, no, he he was frozen with a funny face like, you know, he stood there for a second. Um, <laughs> you know, let's talk a little bit, a little bit about since you're here uh, by yourself. Um, let's talk about impactful moments in your coaching career that, uh, you know, where you realize this is more than just basketball.
1: Well, I, not just my coaching career, but like I, I keep referring back to my dad and, and... – you, I think a lot of the kids that we've had the opportunity to coach, and a lot of the kids that he had the opportunity to coach, come from similar backgrounds. Um, they didn't have much growing up, uh, you know, low-income families. There's there's problems with, with gangs or whatever the situation is, and so just seeing, the impact at a young age that my dad made on a lot of kids, um, and to hear stories, about how. He changed their life. Was um, was probably the most impactful to to hear you know kids always as 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 adults come back and say you know just reflect on stories about how you know how they always remember things that my dad did and whether it was good or bad, but it always had a at the end of the day it always had a positive impact. Um, and to see how much those those people respected my father and and, and truly appreciate everything he did well, it was more of the that's probably had the biggest impact on me and made me want to become a coach. And then as you start, as I started getting into coaching at the middle school level and then I'm we'll call them at the high school level to see the relationships, the daily relationships that you make with these kids. Um, it goes so much further beyond coaching. Um, you know, just, just have an opportunity to be a part of the life and, and make that impact. Cause we spend more time with those, with, with those group of kids, than, than, their, than their parents do because we see them in school we see them after school for two hours two three hours every day um and so we really get to impact their life and make and try to and make a difference and, and there's been several kids that you know i won't name names but there's been several kids that we've talked about that that you know we we've made a difference in their life that if, you know if they weren't with us and playing basketball that we don't know where they'd be and it, it may not be a good situation but we feel like we've really pulled them in and helped them in life, and hopefully made a good, a, a positive impact enough to where that's that's changed their life for the better. And so, it just just having an opportunity to do that um, is is super rewarding and and makes you you know continue to want to do that.
0: And I, I'd be willing to bet money, that that was probably some uh, one of the factors that uh, went into you making a decision decision so tough to take a, take the job and leave is those relationships with some of those kids where, you know, yeah, we have a chance to be really good next year. And you're a part of building, uh, you know, this this team up and helping in that regard. But I think those relationships with some of those kids that, that were developed made it hard for, for the move. Am I wrong?
1: No, it, it definitely did. I, you know, I was at the middle school for four years. Um at, at Terra Wells, which is a, the feeder middle school, one of the feeder middle schools from McCullum, And so I started coaching um, the kids that are going to be seniors. Now I coach several of them as seventh graders and eighth graders. Um, and then I had the opportunity when I came over um, to coach them as, as sophomores and juniors. And so, um, you know, to, to have to leave those kids that whole, whole special place in your heart, uh, like, like that group did, was really tough. Um, and, and, you know, when I, I talked to you and I talked to, talk to my dad about it, um, you know, my dad was like, there's always going to be that group of kids. There's always going to be – it makes it tough to leave. <laughs> but you know, at some point, if you want to be a head coach, you've got to be willing to, to, to leave that group of kids to, to better yourself and, and to, to uh, fulfill your dreams. But that was, that was probably the toughest thing was, was having to leave that group of kids. Um, you, know, you really become attached to, to kids that you've been around that long that you've, you've had the opportunity to coach and you want to see them finish, um, you know, from seventh grade all the way through to their senior year, you know, you wanted to, I wanted to see that group finish. And so, I, you know, I'm not going to be able to, but I'm definitely going to be following and, you know, keeping in close contact with you guys. And I and I still have uh, contacts with those kids. So, you know, I look forward to that that group of kids really being successful and, and achieving a lot of great things on, on the basketball court.
0: Coach, Bill, we were just talking about um... – no impactful moments in your career where you where you realize that that what we do is much deeper than just coaching basketball. You know, it's more about life and the relationships. You know, so any any moments that come to mind when you think about that?
2: Yeah, man. I just I think about you know unexpected messages that I get. You know, I I I don't accept kids' friend requests uh, when they're in school. Just you know, try to keep. Some type of prophecy. So, but, you know, afterwards, they, after they graduate, you know, just to see how they're doing, I, I accept friend requests and things like that. And then I opened up my, my my Facebook and I got tags from my ex-players and they tell, you know, they, they, they shout out how influential I was in their life and how I made an impact on them. You know, that was – when first getting in, that was one of the main things, one of my main – focuses man, was to build those relationships, turn you know athletes into world class citizens, man, that's, and that's my my uh, philosophy to today. You know, take these, through through the game of basketball, take these young men and turn them into world class citizens, and you know just to see somebody who might have not had uh, a stable life at home, you know things like that, and just to to see them grow from the opportunities that we gave or that I gave them you know, change their lives and and, and have them uh, being the person that they are today and giving me credit for it, man, that's – those are are the things that, you know, I live for. You know, basketball, like I said, it's just a game. It's a gateway to getting you to uh, the rest of your life. And how you you use it while you have it is what you get out of it in life. And, uh, man, I had a couple people, man, that today I – you know, a lot of people probably written them off. You know, I can think of one individual right now in middle school – I had him man and people was giving up on him, man. And, and they said, oh, "You should have let him on the basketball team. You should not do that, man." And I ended up letting him on the basketball team. I gave him these. I said, "This, this is what you have to do if you want to be on this basketball team." He was like, "Yes, sir. Yes, sir." And he came on, man. He struggled, you know. And, and I could've easy like, "No, you're done," but I kept holding him accountable, man. I had, I had to hold the team accountable for his mistakes. And that's when he actually learned, you know, when the kids were getting mad at him because they had to run and they had to do this because he was messing up, that's when he started to figure out that it's bigger than just him. And, man, after that day, man, or that season, you saw you saw a lot of progress in the kid that a lot of people had already written off. And, and those are the things, man, that just light me up, man, when I think about them. You know, I see them today and they, they come talk to me, pound me up, give me hugs and all that type of stuff talk about old things that happened, you know, some, some memories that we had back in, in those days. Those things uh, 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 be with me forever, man. to my grave.
0: No, it's, that's beautiful stuff. It's powerful stuff. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I feel the exact same way. And Coach Fabian, you and I have worked together for a while, so you, you you can attest to that. But just, you know, being there for those kids that maybe don't have somebody to fight for them and trying to, trying to yeah. teach them the way and, you know, and – you do what you can, and, and sometimes, you know, there's only so much you can do, and, and you know, and you know, the lion is drawn in the sand, and the kids make that decision. But but to know that you're doing as much as you can for those guys, it's it's big. Um, NBA champs this season, who's going to win it all?
2: Man, i tell you what, man. I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, man, because it's, to me, I feel like they should just watch it, man, because you coming back, and some kids, some teams that probably didn't have uh, – didn't have advantage have an advantage now. You know, some teams that had an advantage don't. You know, like the Lakers were rolling. Uh, I'm a Spurs fan. I don't think that – I don't even know who we're going to make it this year. To be honest, man, we was behind. You know, we was right in that 10th, 11th spot. A lot of teams was in that little circle right there. I don't know if we're going to make it or not. But um, I'm hoping, you know, if I got a root for anybody – I'm rooting for the Bucks, man. I gotta root for the Bucks. You know, if I if it can't be the Spurs, I can't. You know, I can't root for LeBron. You know that other, you know that other guy across the way from LeBron, man. I can't root for him either. So
0: <laughs> I've noticed that most Spurs fans will will die before they root for Kawhi Leonard or LeBron James, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And you know, Kaw. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't root for Kawhi at all last year. <laughs> I don't. Know. But if I had, if it was him heads up with LeBron, I I, I would root for Kawhi. <laughs> I
0: would, I would root for that. Kawhi. So right now you're pulling for Giannis and, and coming. Pulling for
2: Giannis, man. I like. I like him, man. I like you know. I like his competitive competitiveness. I like you know the Bucks as an organization, man. They play good basketball. They compete mm-hmm. day in and day out. They got some, you know, they got some dogs over there.
0: Coach Fabian, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm in baseball mode, honestly. I, uh, I, I'm with Coach Bob. I think they should have kind of just washed the season at that point. Um, but I, I'm a Bulls fan, and I used to be a sense of pride to say you're a Bulls fan, and now since, since 98 has gone and passed <laughs> it, and they haven't been much since. Uh, I, don't, I don't say that I'm a Bulls fan probably but i still cheer on the bulls when they're on um, i was hoping that the pelicans would make a little bit of a push since they since they were um, since they made it to the bubble uh, i've watched a couple of their games and I, and they're frustrating to watch um, just cuz they have so much talent but it doesn't seem like they can put anything together uh, you know they they go out and they just it seem to get spanked by everybody unfortunately but i i cheer for them just cuz i like i said i i know uh, I know we want more so i root for him i want i want him to be successful he has a, he's had a successful individual career, but I'd like to see him have some success um, on the team level um, before he before he you know is out of the NBA. So I was cheering for them, but I don't think they're going to make it. So I've been just I've been watching more baseball than anything at this point. <laughs> go Cubs, man! Go Cubs! Oh no 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 no! <laughs> <laughs> don't say don't say I'm go Cubs! I'm a diehard White Sox fan, so I can't. Uh, I, I will never, ever wear a Cubs item. <laughs> I'm late, uh, Cubs uh, You better I, watch how I you say that. Cause he, was facing
0: for... the, he can't stand the Cubs. Yeah. Uh, so so you lived yeah. just on the outside of Chicago, right? <laughs> how, how far away growing up?
1: Yes. Um, from my house to downtown Chicago was probably about 40 minutes, give or take. I was... Four miles in across the border in Indiana, right underneath Lake Michigan. Um, I could hop on a train and and be uh, and be on, on um, at Millennium, Millennium Station, Millennium Park, which is smack dab in the center of Chicago, in, in about 45 minutes or so if I wanted to.
0: So so I asked him once about the Cubs and the White Sox, and he gave me this this long, about an hour long story about why he's not going to root for the Cubs and why he roots for the White Sox. So. <laughs> <laughs> but he, but he, but he loves it, you know. And so I can't knock him
1: for it. I root for two teams. I, yeah, I root for the White Sox, and I root for anybody that's playing the Cubs.
2: Oh man, God.
0: <laughs> you know, growing up as 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 young players, name name the one player that that was most influential in you as a, as a young player.
2: Man, I'm a. I'm going to be honest, man, and I wasn't really a, a fan fan of it. My, it, Michael Jordan, man. Uh, you know, I wasn't a Bull fan, so i always been a Spurs fan. But I remember, you know, elementary going into middle school and, you know, Come Fly With Me came out and all those videos that Mike used to make, just those – watching those videos was just – make me just want to go out on the, on, the, on the court and compete. You know, I started playing AAU basketball my seventh grade year. And, and of course, that's when you could play uh, at your middle school. So those videos was out, man, and just watching Mike's story, you know, him being cut from his sophomore year or whatever it was, and it came back and, and ended up being this – being the player that he that he became, man, it was just exciting to see, man, just all those people, those – Those uh, matchups he had with Dominique Wilkins and, and, you know, the the Pistons and, you know, early on with the Lakers and the Celtics. All that stuff, man, was just like his competitiveness, his his will, his will, I would say, you know, not to lose and just go out there and compete, man, and dominate the sport. It's kind of, you know, you just get me ready to play, amped up and ready to go, man. Uh, But my favorite player growing up, man, when I started, was David Robinson. You know, so I used to wear 50 early on. And uh, when I got my growth spurt, I was, you know, it was Michael Jordan and watching spurs as Dave Robson to Tim Duncan came and uh, Grant Hill was another one. Grant Hill was one of uh, yeah one of my favorite players as well
0: because he was more, you
2: know, he was almost know. like a Michael man, but he was more, he was more humble, man.
0: Yeah, I don't think we realize how good Grant Hill was. I mean, uh, I'm glad that, that lately there's been some videos circulating, some highlights, some of Grant Hill. And then yeah. uh, some of the kids I've, I've talked to uh, from the basketball team are like, I didn't know Grant Hill was like that. I said because y'all are like y'all weren't even alive. I don't think, uh, <laughs> but he was tough. No, right. He was a stud. He was a stud. Yeah. And he was smooth and and just so under control all the time. Yeah. What about you, JD? Yeah.
1: Well, being from Chicago, I was <clears throat> I was. Uh, I was coming up right around Michael Jordan at the end of Jordan's career. I didn't, I don't remember too much from the early years, but that 96, 97, 98 is when I really started following Jordan. And so everybody was trying to, to copy Jordan's moves, the fade away. Uh, every kid at the park was, had their tongue out when they did anything, you know, going to the basket and, and acting just like Jordan. So Jordan was always a big part of what you, who you tried to emulate as a kid. Um, I, I really enjoyed watching a guy like Reggie Miller play. Um, and at the, the, the Pacers team, um, at the, in the late nineties, uh, they were, they were solid. Reggie Miller was always, and I, I, I appreciated Reggie Miller and how much, uh, he talked. but, uh, Reggie Miller was always one of my favorites. And then, um, being raised in a, in a coaching home, you always, um, My dad always preached the fundamentals, playing the game the right way. And so one of my other favorites was was, uh, the Admiral David Robinson. Watch the way he handled himself on the court. Um, He did everything the right way. Tim Duncan, um, my father-in-law and I have an argument all the time about he thinks David Robinson was overrated. And it was just for the fact that – or not David Robinson, Tim Duncan, excuse me, Tim Duncan was overrated. And it was just for the fact that he was never flashy. So you never heard about the guy. If you weren't in San Antonio, he wasn't – as big outside he never had these shoe deals and he never uh you know he, he never had these, uh, these all these commercials he may have here in san antonio but in chicago you never saw him so when you you think of the guy and ah, uh, you know tim duncan he's kind of overrated and then I, I when he told me that i almost almost fell out of my chair this um, is this is your father-in-law not
0: your father correct
1: yeah my father-in-law yeah father-in-law um my my wife's dad yeah he he uh he thought Tim Duncan was overrated, and, uh, and I, I almost fell out of my chair. But uh, Tim Duncan was always one of my favorites, and, and Dave Robinson, I thought the way they played the game was, was fundamental and, and just it – was, it was poetry on the court, you know. The, 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 no one shoots bank shots anymore. Tim Duncan lived off of that catch face and, and, and bank shot. So it was, uh, he was one of my favorites.
0: You know, not a lot of people notice about me. Uh, but after I say it, it'll make sense based off the way I play. But uh, I used to love Reggie Miller coming up. He was definitely one of my favorite players. Uh, just the way he'd come off screens and let it fly, and, and how he got open, and and yeah. he, would, he would talk. Like you said, he would talk a little bit. And I, I don't think I talk. I don't know, Robert. Do I talk a little bit, Chess? Maybe, maybe yeah, you do. Back yeah. the- <laughs> 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 but uh, now that you have yeah. said it,
1: though, Marcus, I could see, I could see that you you watch Reggie Miller growing up because you yeah you you love coming off the screens and and having a quick trigger
0: and and he would kind of give a little i'll really watch how he get open he'd give a little bump before making that quick move around the screen and and people say i push off from time to time i don't i just give him a little love tap just to create a little space but uh reggie miller was definitely there's no video
1: evidence out there of you pushing off
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh man um last question random question uh, action movies name your top three action movies of all time I'm a movie guy I don't know if y'all know that
1: <laughs> let JD oh, go first about this I put him so spot with that one.
0: well I think action Robert's movies. gonna say uh, Bad Boys 1 Bad Boys 2 Bad Boys 3 that don't count <laughs>
2: hey that's no that's definitely top hey I like man does does the Avenger movies count yeah I like I like Black Panther. I like the, the last one with uh Thanos what was that one called the, the last one that just came out and end, end,
1: was it Endgame? Yeah Endgame
2: Endgame was a good one. Um uh, man, I it's some good action movies.
0: The Taken series, John Wick
1: series. Oh yeah. John yeah, John Wick's a good one. I like the uh I was I I still could watch the uh the Christian Bale Batman series. Dark oh, yeah. Knight, Dark Knight yeah. rises and the uh, Dark Knight series. The, those I thought were really well done. I thought those yeah. were really good movies. They um, should
0: never do yeah. it again. They're gonna do it again, but they should no, no. <laughs> when they did it with
1: Ben Affleck, I was I was I was very upset because I thought he was gonna ruin the whole thing.
0: Well now they got the dude from yeah. Twilight, he's doing one.
1: Oh god, <laughs> I didn't even know that. I haven't seen
0: that. Yeah, it's not out yet, but it's in it's in production.
1: Yeah,
0: they, they don't need to have any it's
1: more Batman movies. Christian Bennett um, did it perfectly. What's that, Rob? he just won't leave well enough
0: alone. No. <laughs> no. let me ask this. This is a better question before we go. All right, so this is a hypothetical, obviously, but talking about those movies you guys named. So you got uh, John Wick, and you got Liam Neeson from uh, from Taken.
1: Taken. Or
0: you got Jason Bourne, who's going to win in a fight.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, I'm going. With my guy from Taking, man.
1: Liam <laughs> Neeson. Yeah, man. Man, going, man, I don't know.
2: I think the other ones, the other ones, is just acting. Like they learned all their moves from acting, I man. I think. uh What's his name? Liam Neeson. Yeah, I think he. You know, he got some. He got some real stuff with him.
0: <laughs> he got some real <laughs> – before stuff. he went into hey, acting. He, he was an
1: English teacher. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Fabian? <laughs> Who's gonna win that fight? Uh, if we're going based off the character, I gotta go John Wick, just because that's what he did for a living. He was an assassin, right? So if it, I figure if he's got to win a fight, he he should be able to to take out. Uh, well, I, think all, I, think, I think they all. I think they were all
0: assassins at some point.
1: Yeah, they all were assassins. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Man. John Wick looked like he was pretty pretty darn tough to kill.
0: Well, John John Wick I would, I would have to go with John Wick. You know,
1: yeah. John Wick like. Hey. The, Some of the other movies that uh, that that you got me hooked on was the the, uh, It Man series. I'm 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 always good for i I'm always down for a good kung fu uh, martial martial arts movie. And that one I watched I watched all four of them, and they were the fourth one was pretty good. I just watched it the other day finally.
0: The fourth one's better than the third one.
1: Yeah, Bill, you watched the third one was with what Tyson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was okay, (laughs) but yeah, you watched martial arts
0: movie, Bill.
2: Which one are y'all talking about? I like martial arts movies. I was just thinking the other day. That I wish I could find the old school ones that used to come on Saturday mornings when I was growing
0: up. Oh wow! Boy, well, you were growing up way well, before we were growing up. Hold up! <laughs>
2: they were still coming. They was yeah. They were still coming off. The one uh, on. The ones that was in the lips didn't match up with the English.
0: Yeah. I don't yeah, know what' he's talking about, but I I I, I feel you.
2: <laughs> those <laughs> ones I want to see.
0: The uh, the ones we're talking about is the Ip Man series. Ip Ip Man. Not really seen them. So uh-huh. so he he actually trained Bruce Lee at some point in Bruce Lee's career, um, and uh, and I I I thought you no know, just as my personal opinion that the movies were well produced well put together it wasn't just about the fights you know I thought there were some good stories especially in that first one um, but the fighting that dude is bad look it up it's on Netflix all four of them yeah yeah
2: I'm gonna check it out because I'm to I'm – I'm a big Kung Fu movie fan. I haven't seen one
0: in a long time. No, hey, I, watch it. Watch it for watch it tonight. Yeah. Matter of fact, stop packing and, and go go watch it and, and enjoy <laughs> Yeah, you'll you'll appreciate
2: it. I gotta get
1: this done. Yeah, they're good.
0: Well, I, I appreciate you guys. Well, I'll let you get going. I know you've been up all night. Uh I mean, busy all day, JD. Both of you guys. And you gotta you gotta finish packing up, Rob. So I appreciate y'all. Um, I really do appreciate the time. If y'all need something down the road, you know my number, you to get a hold of me, and I'll be happy to help. I'm proud of you guys. I'm happy for you.
2: Appreciate it, man. It's about time you get us on here. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Coach, I, I, coach, I appreciate everything, man. Uh, you know, I had fun working with you last two years and learned a lot. So I'll definitely be, you know, I'm still going to keep adding videos to that, to that Google, that Google drive, uh, folder that we got going with. I think it's got like 60 clips on it now. But We're supposed to say it all out. I'm going to cut
0: this part out because everybody's going to be asking me for that Google Drive.
1: Yeah, <laughs> including me. Go see send uh, me that. They can't have access. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, hey, what's funny, you said about time, uh, Robert. It's funny because I had his dad on an episode before I had him on an episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, can't even have his own assistant on. He's got to have some has-been. Full-timer. Man, that's messed up. No, it's all good.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I, I appreciate it, guys. You guys stay safe. Right. Have a good one. Robert, hit me up. Definitely. All right, brother. Later, man. See you, coach. Yep.